So the big question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that most successful agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's competitive real estate environment? That's the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now for the review of the day. All right, got a five-star review from Nick Lilliscu. A lot of value. Pat really cares about his audience. He gets guests on the show that have done well as agents, some better than others, but that's besides the point. Pat asks the right questions, and when the guest drops a gold nugget, Pat dives deeper in and asks for specific examples that's related to real estate agents. I love this podcast. This is, I like this review. I'm I'm glad that's a nice that well review. I'm glad that you know that's what you see in it. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one star review if you want, or a five star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please subscribe first, and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation, I got a great guest. I am so honored uh, to have this guest here. Jennifer Gluckow is on the show today. She is from Sales in a New York Minute, and we are going to talk about sales because at the end of the day, you guys are sales people. You know, it's really kind of annoying sometimes when when I hear agents say, well, no, I'm a counselor or or that sort of thing. And at the end of the day, come on, you know, at the end of the day, the, the people that are making the biggest commissions in this industry are the ones that are treating it as a, treating themselves as professional salespeople. And Jennifer is going to teach us how to do that so that we can make uh, more commissions this year. So without further ado, Jennifer, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Hey, Jennifer, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself so we get to know you better? Sure. So I grew up in a family business and I always wanted to own my own business and didn't realize since like age five that what I was really good at was selling. And so I was selling customized bracelets outside the grocery store when I was little, then went into Cutco knives. No one needs more knives for their kitchen, but everyone bought them. And um, they used them and loved them. And I still believe in them to this day. And that really launched my sales career because it was amazing training. And then sold educational software for six and a half years, learned a lot. And while, while at that company, went from salesperson to sales manager, coach, trainer, all that good stuff, was second in charge in the sales division, and then decided to launch my own business teaching other people and helping other people sell. Wow. And um, we probably have a lot of uh, common friends. And uh, did you used to hang out with Hal Elrod and John Vroman, Berghoff, Rulin, John Rulin, those guys? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. John Rulin of Giftology is one of my favorite people. Love him. Hal Elrod was actually on our podcast, Sell or Die, and his episode of the hundreds of episodes that we've done was one of my favorite episodes. Um, so, yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, it, uh, it's amazing the it's amazing uh, the people that graduate out of Cutco and what they go on to do. You know what I mean? There, it's uh, I I know a lot of top people that started out at Cutco. Yeah, that there was just a Business Insider article about some of us. I was included, and it and it spoke about John, and it spoke about Michael Cassetta, and he's he went on to be the CSO of Square, and amongst other things, and just when you get that kind of sales training, you have the confidence to really go do anything because you get it at such a young age. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, real quick, tell me about Sell or Die. What's that about? So I host a podcast with Jeffrey Gatimer, author of The Little Red Book of Selling. And we go live five days a week and we help people sell more, earn more. And where, where do you go live? So on Mondays, we go live on Facebook, but all of the shows every single day of the week are on any podcast app. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can also listen to Sell or Die. Yeah, that's awesome. So so let's help real estate agents be better salespeople. So first of all, why do you think that a lot of agents, uh, and and I want to use Cutco as an example. So why do you think you could take, and and one of my friends, Chris his Chris and Dakota Fala, their son just got into Cutco. And I, I know this because he just sold my wife a, a bunch of knives and, <laughs> and, and he's 18 years old and he's crushing it. And I'm like, you know, why is it that uh, Cutco can take people right straight at, at 18 years old or so and turn them into these brilliant salespeople where the real estate industry, you know, your chances of making it past five years is, is like 15%, 85%, you know, fail. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the reason that they fail is because they don't sell enough houses and they quit, right? So what, what, what's the difference? You know, what, how, what's the difference between selling a knife and selling a house? So the first thing, <laughs> the, there is a little bit of a difference in the fact that most of the people that go into Cutco are not trying to do it to pay their mortgage, right? Whereas like a real estate agent is, is probably trying to pay all their bills and that kind of stuff. So the stakes are higher. And okay. when the stakes are higher, that pressure sometimes gets in the way, but it doesn't have to. Okay, because if you get if you become less attached to the outcome, then you focus on actually creating the outcome rather than what could happen if. Yeah, and you it's focus on like what's that? Because you would think most people would be like, you know, oh damn, I gotta I gotta sell a bunch of houses because I have mortgages and car payments to pay. But you're saying it's actually the exact opposite. Human beings tend to focus on, oh, I can't do this any longer. I, I need a real job. Yeah. So if I say, if I say to you, um, I, I don't want you to think about the red truck, you're going to start thinking about the red truck. So if you're thinking about, oh shit, I'm not selling enough houses, you're focused on the wrong thing. Let's focus on who needs a house and how we can help them the most. Mm. And so with Cutco and with, with what they did is the first thing they teach you is, is they ingrain this strong belief in your mind. Okay. So it's not just a belief in their product but it's also a belief in yourself. It's a belief that in their product that they're the best. It's a belief that you, you're now working for an amazing company, 
perhaps the best in the cutlery industry. And it's a belief that your product is going to help the person you're selling it to. So when I showed up to people's houses, of course, they already had knives. It's not like I walked into people's houses and they didn't know how to like, they're using a fork and a spoon to cut their food, right? Right, right. They, they didn't need it. <laughs> right. They didn't need it. But the fact is, I, I believed in my heart that my solution was better. Okay, so let me stop you there. So how can real estate agents have better belief? You know, I mean, that's, that's really the question here. Yeah, so, so you have to write down your beliefs. That's where you have to start because if you want to be able to transfer that belief to your client, then you need to be really firm and strong in what they are. So for example, why do I believe I'm the best person on the planet to make this happen? Why do I believe that, that if this person, if this customer works with me, they're going to be better off. Okay. And you have to know those things going in. And why do I believe I work for the best company? What is it about my company that's going to get placement and get, get this house seen by more people? Or maybe what is it about my social media that's going to get this house seen by more people? When I was interviewing people to sell my, my city, my New York City apartment, I interviewed three of the, you know, top firms in, in New York City. And one guy focused on the fact that he had this huge international following. Millions of people followed him. And I said, well, how does that convert into buying houses? You know, and, and he, he had data for everything. And he was a thousand percent convinced that he could sell my house. The next guy comes in and he's talking about the issues with the house. Well, it's it, the apartment. It's, it's on the fourth floor. Okay, well, I like it on the fourth floor because I, you can feel the vibration and the energy of New York City and you could see the people walking by 86th Street and that's so freaking awesome to someone. But if this guy doesn't believe it's awesome, he's always going to have to overcome that issue. And so he was automatically out. You know, and yeah. so, and so I didn't want someone who was just going to walk through my home and say, okay, on the right is the kitchen and on the left is the master bedroom. Well, mm. it's pretty obvious which bedroom was bigger than the other bedroom, right? right. You don't have to right. tell someone those basic things. What the person wants to know is, where do I get my coffee in the morning? How is this convenient for me? Where do I get the subway? How does this fit within my life? Where would my kids go to school? Those kinds of things. And now you can start to paint the picture so that the person buying the house can, can start to see themselves there, can start to envision themselves there. It's almost like you went with the better salesperson selling you right? Like this dude was selling you, you know, I'm the best, right? And here's mm -hmm. why I'm the best. And here's why I'm going to get this sold rightly or wrongly. I'm not saying, I don't know if any of his stats were BS or I don't know if it actually mattered that he had a million Instagram following because it may not have mattered, but you said, I'm going to list with someone who's selling me because I want them to sell the buyer. Right. So I didn't end up listing with that guy who had the huge, oh. huge internet following, <laughs> okay. okay, because I didn't feel his, his follow-up game was strong enough. Ooh, okay. And I thought, if this is how he's following up with me, and this is a great lesson for your listeners, yeah, if this going. is how he's following up with me, how's he going to follow up with a potential buyer? Mm, so he had a, bunch, a big following and all this stuff, but, but his follow-up sucked. Yeah, I felt like he was all talk. tribeofmillionaires.com 
Guys, write that down. Rockstar Nation got a free special offer for you. Now, I've just written a book, and it's just been published. Co-authored it with David Osborne, who's been on this show multiple times. If you don't know David, he is one of the top execs at Keller Williams Real Estate, was personally mentored for the last two decades by Gary Keller himself, and he's in all kinds of businesses. His bio and explanation and, and everything is in this book. But anyways, David and I got together. We decided to write a book. We called it Tribe of Millionaires. And I guarantee you, it's going to change your life. To find out more, just go to tribeofmillionaires.com. We're going to give it to you absolutely free. Only thing we ask in return is, of course, number one, you pay the shipping. Not a big deal. But number two, that you go on Amazon and write us a review. We're really looking to get an incredible amount of reviews. And because of that, we're giving this book away for free. Go to tribeofmillionaires.com today. So who'd you go with? So I went with a guy who I had actually met networking, who I had established a relationship with over the past year or two, who I had been in a weekly networking group with, and I had heard so many people give him testimonials, okay, week after week, Josh sold my house, Josh sold my house, Josh listed my house, da, 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 you know, and I had just really cultivated this relationship and belief in him. So, okay. so, so I'm wrong then, right? So you didn't go with the guy that was overselling you. You weren't the guy who other people kind of sold, right? Through testimonials. Yes. So he sold me through the voice of customer. He sold me through other people's words and through actual results. Like I could see tangible results. I could speak with people who had worked with him. And honestly, his follow-up, was amazing. And every time he showed up to my house, and this was important for me because it was a, a pretty significant sale, he was dressed in a way that I thought represented the apartment. What was which what? You know, he was wearing a suit and he looked put together and he had nice shoes on and 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 not that I really care about you know, that kind of thing in my day-to-day -day life, but if you're representing a couple million dollar apartment you better be dressed to show that apartment. Don't look schlubby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It, well, well, it sounds it, it, obvious, but not every single person that we interviewed came dressed nicely. Yeah, well, especially <laughs> nowadays, you know. Yeah. Um, and, but I think you got you to gotta reach your market too, you know. I mean, when I was selling, I remember, I'll never forget, I tried this, this guy had like a farm and I showed up in this really fancy custom-made suit and, and, and he wanted to ride me around in his three-wheeler to show oh, me no. <laughs> the farm. You know, he's like, this is like 12 acres or whatever. He goes, we need to ride around. I'm like, all right. So I did it, but I know the whole time he was laughing, you know, like <laughs> I, and I didn't get the listing. And so, so yeah. yeah, you got it. You got to do your market. Um, you got to know your market. Um, oh yeah, for sure. But I like how you, you schooled me wrong on that. It was had nothing to do with the, you, you know, the sales, pitch it had to do with the other people on the outside right um, and trust and trust. he had belief in my place so i actually did ask each person pretend i'm the buyer Mm -hmm. um, pretend I'm a potential buyer. How would you sell this to me? What would you say? What what would be important to show? What and did you say to that? And he walked me around the entire apartment and he created this picture in his mind of imagine waking up here and it's Saturday. Well, that's really good. I mean, that's a good, that's good for, 
a seller to hear. I don't know if it's good for agents to hear, but it's a pretty cool idea if you're selling your house, right? Say, okay, now I've showed you the house. Now I want you to show it to me. Yeah. I mean, you really have to know the neighborhood and that guy actually lived in that neighborhood. So he was super familiar with it, which also helped him. Wow. Yeah. That's a great idea. Too bad I don't put out a, a sell a $20 course on how to interview real estate agents. Be a good one, right? <laughs> right before they leave, you go, Oh, one more question. Yeah. Now that you know all this stuff about my house, I want you to sell it to me. Exactly. Pretend I'm the buyer. (laughs) And they knew I was going to be tough because I teach people how to sell, right? But isn't that the best way to figure it out? So now let's turn it. If you are the real estate agent, why don't you say to your prospect, the person that you want to get the listing from, hey, why don't I show you how I would sell this? Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Okay. So- uh, let's talk a little bit more about sales techniques, right? Uh, you know, we're dealing with people that we're meeting for the first time. We're shaking their hands. We're showing them houses. We're meeting people for the first time. We're looking at their houses. What are some techniques that we can use in our day-to-day business to close the listing and to close the buyer, make the buyer want to work with us versus other agents out there? So the most important thing when someone's coming into your home and potentially you're going to be their their salesperson for their home is you need to establish that relationship right up front. You need to really create that likability factor because if they don't like you, it doesn't matter how great you are. We had one agent who I thought was an asshole and, you know, my sister who was involved in the, the decision-making was like, yeah, but he can sell the apartment. And I was like, I don't care. I'm not working with an asshole. Like, he can be as great as he wants to be, but like, he's not coming back here if he's not a nice person. And so he was just arrogant, okay? And so you really have to be mindful about how you show up and what kinds of questions you're asking to create that relationship right off the bat because you don't have a lot of time to create that relationship. They want to know, you're here. How can you help me? What price can you get? What are you going to list it at? Where are you going to advertise it? What kind of promotion are you going to do for it? They want to know all those details, but really what you need to do before you even get into that detail is say something like, okay, so before we get started, you know, tell me a little bit about you. Where did you grow up? When did you move here? Really get to know the person so you know about what they care about. No, I like that. One more thing. Don't start qualifying them like right off the bat. Like, well, are you looking for another home? Mm. That pisses people off. If they want your help and you create their relationship, they're going to tell you. So, so let's hone in on that because I, I, I agree with this. I, I have a shopping center and I just, I just switched agents and I interviewed like four agents and, you know, one did a lot of business, but he was like, like you said, he was just an ass. And um, <laughs> I was like, you know, I don't want to give it to this clown. Right. Because, you know, it just, he needs karma. And uh, <laughs> so, so there was a lady who was much nicer and much, uh, you know, and, and just as good, but not as aggressive and, and certainly not an ass at all. And so I gave the I gave the business to her, and and she's filled two spots for me so far. So, so I want to talk to you about this. Uh, you you called it creating a likability factor. Mm-hmm. So let's say I am meeting a seller for the first time. What are a couple of things that I can do specifically 
right? I want people driving down the road in Tupelo, Mississippi to be like, damn, that's pretty good. I'm going to pull over and write that down. So <laughs> give me like a couple of things that people can do to create a likability factor when they're meeting a seller for the first time. Okay. So part of this comes before you're even meeting the seller. And okay. it's all about your email communication, your phone communication, your text communication, like however you're communicating with the person to set up that initial meeting. It has to be both friendly and professional. And you can't wait a couple of days in between the communication. And I know that sounds obvious, but it just like I have seen it happen, unfortunately, where the real estate agent doesn't get back to you in a timely fashion. And you're like, I'm trying to give you a deal here. Like, come yeah. on, you know? And so if you don't respond quickly, someone else will. Yeah. So that's number one. Remember that. And, 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 and two, if you have an assistant that's taking the notes or scheduling the appointment or whatever, pick up the phone and call the person and go, hey, I know we got an appointment for Tuesday at 12. I just wanted to say hi and see if you need anything before then. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That makes such a huge impression in someone's mind. Um, and so, so don't have typos, please. Like, it's so easy now to check your, your email or whatever before you send it. The squiggly red line exists for a reason. Like, just double check it so you don't look like an idiot. And make sure you're getting back to people timely. So before you even meet the person, someone has made a judgment about you. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they have done that through your communication and through your online presence. Yeah. So and you don't know what that judgment is. Here's the thing, guys. What, <laughs> what, what Jennifer says makes a lot of sense. I, I, I had a friend, I still do, has a tattoo of this like, um, well, it's like a, some sort of God, right, on, on, on him. And there's one line, there's one eyeball going up and one eyeball going down. And I'm always like, I'm like, dude, what is that? And, and he's like, when the day we're born, whether we like it or not, you know, we're prejudiced in some way. I'm not saying racist or sexist, but maybe. But in some way, we make judgments against people that are wrong. And it doesn't matter who you are. Every human being is, is you know, raised that there's a judgment somewhere meaning you know no matter what the seller that you're talking to has made in a judgment they got one eye up one eye down and you don't know what they're thinking in their head and it's up to you to reshape that judgment does that make sense yeah, absolutely. So like I'm friendly with a lot of real estate agents and I am one of my real estate agent friends posts a lot on social media and his profiles are public and he posts a lot about politics. Now, mm. whatever side you're on, okay, you're p pissing off half the people in this country. True. Okay. So there's no point to go there unless you only want to work with one, one party of people. Okay. Well, I, so and I think you're probably pissing off more than half because, you know, like uh, aside from my political views, I look at those people and I think to myself, you know, get a life like, like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. you're, you're extreme. You're not going to change minds. So exactly. stop doing it. So, you know, Exactly. But your social press. So after your communication that's direct to the customer or prospect, your social presence is creating your reputation, whether you like it or not. So what do people find when they Google you? Well, I don't know. Why don't you pull over and Google yourself and see what they find? Is it negative or is it positive? What do people find when they look you up on Instagram, on Twitter, on, on um, Facebook? Like, what are they finding? Are they finding images that are like, just closed, sold this one, yes, got $300,000 over asking price, or like a testimonial from your last client? 
clients saying how amazing it was to work with you. You know, what are they finding? And that's really important because they're creating that judgment before you even walk in that door. Mm, okay. Amazing read for agents who want to blow their business up. Six Steps to Seven Figures was an amazing read. Pat breaks it down into simple, actionable steps that have taken will almost guarantee seven-figure success in the real estate sales business. Couldn't recommend this enough. Wow. Thank you for the awesome Amazon review, Garo215. Now, do you want to get your hands on this book for free and blow your business up? Here's how. Go to the free six steps book.com. That's free S-I-X stepsbook.com right now. Or simply text the word Pat to 444-999. That's text Pat to 444-999 and I'll send you a free book. Okay, but what what like so so you know specifically right? You got one. This person is judging you before you even uh, pick up the phone. But let's say you do pick up the phone and they pick up the phone, or you do reach out and shake their hand and they do reach out and shake back. Specifically, what can what needs to happen to create a likability factor? Okay, point? so now you're there with the client. You've walked in. You've established credibility clearly because you have this great online presence. You've done all the right things prior. Now you need to be friendly. This is like not rocket science. You just need to be a friendly person and and have a genuine curiosity about who they are, what they want to sell this for, what they're hoping to accomplish, and figure out how you can help them. Because I think at the beginning, you mentioned that a lot of your listeners may not think of themselves as salespeople. Because a lot of times, people who are in sales positions, and it's not just in real estate, it's all across the board, don't want to be considered salespeople because people have this notion that like selling is sleazy or they're thinking of like the, the stereotypical used car salesperson, that kind mm. of thing, right? Yeah. Your job is not to be that person. Your job is to be the helper. And if you can help them accomplish what they want, you're going to win. So I have this, this thing I say, talk about in my book called Sales in a New York Minute, which is help, don't sell, show, don't tell, and then prove like hell. Wait a minute. Uh, let's slow this down. Sure. Help, don't help, sell. Help, don't sell. Okay, elaborate on that. So it's not about, your mindset doesn't need to be about, I got to get that sale. I got to get that sale. If your mindset is in the right place, that you're showing up there to help them get achieve their outcome. And their, their outcome is usually they want to sell it fast and they want to sell it for the best price possible, right? Mm-hmm. So if you can show up with that mindset and, and that outcome intention, then you're going to win because you're helping them win. Okay. So okay. the next part. Don't sell. Yep. And what was the second part? <laughs> the second part is show, don't tell. Show, don't tell. And, and, I, and I can't help but think back to like Cutco, right? yeah. but, but, it, but, it, but it's applying definitely to real estate agents, right? Help, like, you know, as, as, a, as a listing agent, you know, how can I help you? As a buyer agent, how can I help you? What's your end goal? What, you know, 
um, show, don't tell. So what does an agent do to show, don't tell? So when you mentioned Cutco, I actually think about when they when we were selling these scissors and we would show up and to show how strong they were, we didn't just say these are the strongest most amazing best scissors on the planet, we would take a penny and make this corkscrew thing out of it because what cuts through a penny mm. only cut co scissors because they're that strong. Dude, I okay? got, I've got a couple of those scissors. <laughs> <laughs> I think your, your friend just sold you another yeah, pair no, probably. They do. My wife loves those scissors. <laughs> the best scissors. They are the best scissors on the planet. Okay, because so someone don't... showed you why they were the best or how they were the best. So now when, when you're walking in there to get the listing, you need to show that prospect how you're going to make it happen once. Assume the sale, okay? Go in there and assume that you already have the sale. Now your job is to paint the picture for the prospect of exactly how you are going to get them the outcome that they want. Here's what you do, and, th and this is great. I love this. Um, so guys, we're creating on the spot here. Remember how I said, hey, you know, if there was a course for sellers that I sold for $20 on how to interview agents, and going back to what Jennifer was saying before, what you ought to do is you go there and you go, okay, show me the house. And then before I leave, the last 10 minutes of this, of this presentation of our time together, I'm going to show it back to you. Yes. And, and, and put yourself on the spot like that. And already know in your head, this is showtime. And you got to get out there and you got to do a song and dance like you, your life depends on it. And then say, now, I challenge you to do that with the other three agents that you talk to. And you know that if you go in there prepared and you're ready and you're on 150% right, of energy, that uh, those agents are gonna, aren't going to be able to come close to your selling skills. I mean, that, that, that at the end of the day, right, I think is, a, is, a, is an awesome idea on how to win a listing presentation that I've never heard before. Well, yeah, you have to have the balls to be able to do that and the belief in yourself that when you show it to them, they're going to be impressed. Yeah, that's how you show and tell because you can't cut a penny. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't cut a right. penny. You can't show by saying, oh, I sold this house and I sold that house. But on some level, you run the risk of them going, you know, this guy's a, this guy or girl or whatever thinks she's hot shit. You know what I mean? And, and at the end of the day, you know, show me, don't tell me. So I, you know, here's the thing. If, like you said, if you have the balls to do that, you're going to get it. You're going to win. Exactly. Exactly. 100%. And they're going to remember that. They're going to remember that so much more than you telling them some facts and figures from a brochure that you're going to leave them, leave them with anyway. I would even do this. I would go, I would go as far as a, give, give your phone right to the wife or somebody or, or the, yep. one of the spouse and say, I want you to record this. Ready, go. And then you show them the house together while she's or he's recording. And you're going, bah, 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 bah. And, and oh, first of all, you know, as agents, we always have an opportunity to be first or last. My recommendation is you go first. You have that showing recorded. Then you say, listen, I want you to do that to all the agents. And then you send them the recording. And <laughs> now, rewatch this so you can remember how well I did compared to the other agents. You know what I mean? And boom, you should get boom. it. That, that will put you even more on the spot that it's being recorded. 
Exactly. Exactly. I love it. And then the last part of this is prove like hell. So when I was telling that story about the begin in the beginning about Josh and all these testimonials I had heard about him every week in our networking meeting, it it it's the prime example of if you tell the person the you know how great you are, it's gonna sound and, and my partner says this, he has a quote, Jeffrey Gittimer has a quote, something like, When you say it, it's bragging, but when the customer says it about you, it's proof. Okay, so I want you to have these video testimonials, written testimonials, testimonials about people saying how freaking amazing and unbelievable you are and put those in your presentation so that you're able to share them if they want to see them. And if not, maybe they want to talk to someone you've worked with. Have some people in your back pocket that they can call at a moment's notice to talk you up because that's so much stronger than you saying how great you are. You know what? In most agents, their sales pitch is 50% bragging. So, so <laughs> I would almost be willing to say to people that exact quote, like, like by me telling you it's bragging. So I don't want to have a sales. I don't want to come here and just waste your time bragging. So I am not going to sit here and say, I'm number one. Da-da-da-da-da. I'm going to say, here's some testimonials, you know, read them after I leave. Exactly. Exactly. And if you want to talk to any of these people, here's a list of references. Let them call people you've worked with, Mm. people that you've wowed and done a great job for. Yeah. They're going to want to talk you up. It's fun for people to do that. Yeah. Here you go. Here's a list of people. Here's the testimonials. Here's a list of phone numbers and emails. Yep. You know, and you know, that's all I need to say about that. And then the next guy that comes would be like, oh, you know, I was, I was number one agent <laughs> in my sub-market in my, for, for teams of married couples <laughs> with less than two assistants. I was number exactly. one in January 2017. They're like, oh, my God. Everybody's, exactly. Every agent's number one at something, and, and they love to talk about it. So, so that's a great way to do it. So, okay. So just to repeat, you're, you're awesome saying that we completely dissected for 15 minutes here, but it's brilliant. Sure. Is help, don't sell, show, help, don't, don't tell. Yep. Help, don't sell, show, don't tell. And, and prove, prove like hell. hell. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And awesome. I go into detail about it as well in my book. All right, cool. All right. So what else? What, what else can you help the real estate agents of the world do to make more commissions? You know, uh, like that. So there's this thing that happens when you sell your apartment. You go to this table. This is how I perceive it from what happened to me, right? You go to the lawyer's office or wherever you're doing this, to the closing table, and you sign all these documents, and you either get handed keys or you give away keys, depending on whatever side of this you're on. Yep. Now, the real estate agent, what happens to them? They get a check. And then they leave. Right. Because they're off to the bank. Yes. Well, why aren't they going? Why aren't you going with your client who just got keys? This is like the happiest moment in a person's life. Okay. Maybe besides like getting married or having a baby, but you get the keys to your new home. Why don't you show up with your client and film them walking in and talking about how great it was working with you? It's like pure bliss in that moment. Like, ah, I've been waiting for this for so long. I got the keys. And then you go to the place and you're alone and you're walking around and you're all excited. But wouldn't it be amazing if you were like, 
oh man, Pat just sold me this house and it was the best experience of my life and here's what it was like and let me show you what it looks like and, and they're on fire in that moment. Mm, that's a good idea. And, and, and I don't even think you got to coach them. I think you, I think you just got to say, you know, I'm going to film this for you. Right. And then, and then be filming it for them to give to them. And then, then after you're done, say, uh, I'm going to, I'll send that to you or whatever. Let me text that to you or Dropbox it. Oh, it, you know, by the way, would you mind if I used it in, you know, on social media or something? Yeah. Like, oh, sure. Go ahead. And then of course, at the end of the filming, when they think that their part of crying and hugging or whatever is stopped, they'll say, you know, Jennifer, you are awesome. Thank you so much. We love you. Da, 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 da. And then you save that part and you post it. Exactly. Exactly. Now you have some gold because you're like right in that emotional moment. And that is something that you should be capturing every single time. Mm. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about your book. Tell me about it. It's called Sales in a New York Minute, and it's 212 strategies um, that you can use to make more sales, build loyal relationships, and make more money. And uh, 212 is, is um, because of the New York City area code of 212, and it's also there's a, a, a triple winning combination. So it's also the boiling point of water. And mm. I believe it to be like the boiling point of sales. And so when you read these 212 strategies, all of each one takes you like a minute or two to read. Okay. Your sales will accelerate. Your referrals would become better. You're going to earn better testimonials, build better relationships and make more money because that's what you want. Right. At the end of the day. At the end yeah. of the day. So, guys, of course, I'm going to put that on hybendigital.com backslash Jennifer Gluckow, and it's G-L-U-C-K-O-W, G-L-U-C-K-O-W. You could just go to hybendigital.com, uh, and it'll be right there on the front page. I'm going to put a link, right, to this book there, and I'm going to put all of Jennifer's information on the same link for you. And uh, Jennifer, I'm going to give you the last word. Anything else you want to leave the show with today? Yeah. So right before the holidays, when I was little, my mom taught me this and I was pretty fortunate for that. But her saying was, if you don't ask, you don't get. Hmm. So make sure every time you're on that sales call, you're asking for the sale. If you don't ask, you don't get. And that would be buyers and sellers. So buyers, right? What could, what could a, you're working with a buyer, you could ask, you know, do you want to buy this one? <laughs> you know? Or, or do you envision yourself waking up here? Do you envision yourself living here? What would that look like for you? Mm, yeah. And for the seller? When do we get started? There you go. Boom. Done. Jennifer, this has been awesome. Are you still in New York City? I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina now. There you go. Beautiful oh, yeah. place. Yeah, it's very I'm, civilized. I'm in Charleston, so I'm not too far away from you. Oh, cool. We're going to the beach there this weekend to Wild Dunes. Oh, are you? Okay. I live <laughs> in Folly Beach. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, listen, if I'm ever in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, I will definitely look you up and we can uh, get together and break some bread. And that would be awesome. Talk all things sales. Amazing. I love it. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool 
an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. Rockstar Nation, thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find this free content helpful, if you find our downloadable items from each guest helpful, please, I need you to pull out your pointing finger. Yes, the one finger that points at people and hit subscribe. Yes, subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the better we look in the ratings and the easier it is to get guests like Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, all the players that are on a million dollar listing in the different cities. All that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get. So please subscribe. And listen, there's a lot of places you can leave comments. There's a lot of places you can like. We're on Facebook. We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hyben. The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show. And we love your feedback. So thanks, guys. And I hope you are having a great day. Oh, and also, listen, if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a, a review on iTunes, please do that too. Have a great day, and thanks so much, Rockstar Nation. I really appreciate you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>